Welcome to Around the Table. The current elder body includes 64 leaders, and together they provide direction for our denomination. In this episode, you'll hear how this group is structured, how they make decisions, and ways they are seeking to improve effectiveness as they shepherd both their local churches and our entire brotherhood. How does our elder body make decisions? How does a group of 60-plus leaders get anything done? Why does being an elder today seem so much more time-consuming than it did a generation or two ago? And what's it like to be an elder in these kinds of situations? Greetings, I'm Brad Eisenman, and I'm here with Brothers Mark Masters and Randy Goodman to talk about these questions. Brother Mark, would you uh, start by introducing yourself? Well, thank you, Brother Brad. I am blessed to serve in the Mansfield and Columbus, Ohio congregations as their shepherd. I'm in my 24th year of serving. Currently, I'm also serving on the Elder Committee, and this service has been a wonderful blessing on a multitude of fronts, including working closely with the other brothers who are serving or have served on the committee and gaining a more holistic view of our brotherhood. Uh, My history in the Apostolic Christian Church began as a teenager, attending the Mansfield Church with a friend, and that friend later became my wife, Sister Janine. And as far as my career, I work in Mansfield, a mid-sized Ohio city, in a community bank. I'm thankful for that opportunity and the community in which we live. Thanks, brothers. I guess my life has always been in a small rural Indiana town. My father was an elder all the way back to my first memories, kind of all I've known. I was born in 63, married in 83. We have four children, and we are now empty nesters. It is a very privilege to be able to serve as elder to the Francisville and the Fort Lauderdale congregations, those starting in 2017 and 2020, respectively. So I am by far the newest elder in this group, but sure privileged to be here with you all. I also serve on the Harvest Call Board, and I am a retired or a retiring farmer. Sometimes that line's a little blurry, but uh, that's where I'm at in life. Thanks, brothers. As I said, my name is Brad Eisenman, and uh, I serve the Chicago congregation. I was ordained about 12 years ago and also grew up in the home of an elder. My father served before me for 35 years there, and... I am involved in a number of things Um, nationally. I serve as the secretary of the elder body. I uh, am on the elder planning committee, which has responsibility for the upcoming forums and the forums every year and a number of other committees blessed to serve uh, in that regard. My wife, Cindy and I are also empty nesters and the uh, just delighted grandparents of six little ones from seven years old on down to just a few months. Uh, I have worked the last 28 years in the church design and construction business. So I'm looking forward to this conversation, brothers. Uh, We read in Acts 15 that the apostles and elders came together to consider a specific matter in the early church. And when we look at scriptures, scripture, we don't see a lot of prescriptive direction about how church leadership should be organized or work together, but we do see patterns, examples like that one, 
and principles that I think we have gleaned and, and applied over time in our church. You know, we get questions from time to time, the kinds of questions that uh, we asked at the opening of this podcast. And so we want to share just our experiences with how we approach these things and what it's like to experience uh, church leadership in our church as an elder. So to get this started, Brother Mark, um, to get at some of those questions we asked earlier, uh, could you talk to us a little bit about how we consider specific topics and make decisions in an elder body, which is made up now of 64 brothers? Maybe that'll help get some background here as we get this started. Well, sure, give it, give it a try, Brother Brad. Obviously, in the podcast, we can give an abridged version of what actually happens as the elder body functions together. In my mind, I don't think there is a single process for elder body decisions. There certainly are processes that exist that help with our structure, continuity, and good governance for the administration of the body. But for the more far-reaching, impactful decisions, as I think of it, in my mind, we don't have a process in the literal sense, but rather a decision-making environment. And the environment has some structural components, for sure. Uh, They help move the deliberations forward over time, and hopefully to a point of decision. But that environment is, is very flexible and adaptive to the needs that whatever topic we're thinking about, whatever decision we may be looking to make, we always look to the Holy Spirit. We deliberate. Sometimes those deliberations can go on for years. We're always prayerful, measured, and we make every effort to be Christ-like in our actions and behaviors. This, uh, this approach helps align us with the truth and the grace of God. And they include God's Word. The Holy Bible is the ultimate authority. We are brethren among brethren. We have respect and, re- and esteem for all. As we make decisions, we don't always agree. We may have different perspectives. But as we come to make a collective decision, we defer and support the decision of the body. We strive to shepherd with integrity and honesty. We will model our behavior and decision-making after Christ and the apostles. Each of these leadership principles have been developed with other specific topics, scriptures, to lead us through whatever we would encounter as a, as a body of church leaders. Brother Randy, why don't you uh, share some thoughts, maybe especially as you uh, describe yourself as a, as a newer elder. You know, as I came into the elder body, it was daunting, obviously, to come into this group. But I was very blessed by those guiding principles. Even as the guiding principles we have for our church um, just creates understanding of how we work together. 
I found, I just found a very comfort that that level of organization where we could just all agree the unity piece of that and the biblical base of that was inspiring to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, as you said earlier, the scripture doesn't say, here's how a leadership body should be organized. Here's how many, you know, we, we have patterns. It said, uh, instruction was to ordain elders in every city. We can take a cue from that, that where possible, it's good to, to do that. But those are really principles that we try to apply. And I'm thankful we, we wrote those things down. You shared there, brother, brother Mark. And also your comment about we don't always agree. That can be unsettling. Maybe it's an unsettling thought even to hear that. And yet we know that uh, on the things that we must agree on, we do agree. But there are things where there isn't always a clear answer. And we come to those things with biases, perspectives, experience, different backgrounds. And in the right environment, as you said, an environment for making decisions, that actually strengthens not only the process, but I think the ultimate outcome as we seek to be led, as you said, by the Holy Spirit. Did you have some other thoughts you were going to share there, Brother Mark? Well, I think one element that I've really grown grown to appreciate is just the heart of the body, the respect that's shown, even when candid remarks are made, uh, exposing perhaps uh, some of us to be very vulnerable, and yet there's this mutual respect and esteem and and uh, cooperation one with another. It's just it's very encouraging. I mentioned that there there are some structural things that help us to make good decisions, and they would include things like our elder forums. Those are two day meetings that uh, allow us to get together in smaller groups. Generally, I think we've been divided in four groups, and that smaller group encourages more open discussion. We build meaningful relationships. We share openly with one another, gives us an opportunity for sharing scripture. And we also have uh, learned learned the benefit of inviting other brethren from time to time to participate in those forums, brothers and sisters who may have valuable input on specific subject matter. I'm just blessed by the transparency and the camaraderie. I am um, blessed listening to other brothers' viewpoints. Um, We are a body, and it is a joy to be able to work together and understand each other's perspective that we come together and it is just beautiful in the body of Christ. It's striking, really. And I think, you know, we comment that it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a real blessing if, if more brethren had the opportunity to, to observe our meetings. There is a certain formality to it, especially the larger meetings, the, the, the twice a year meetings. There has to be with 64 brothers. And, you know, I hesitate to make the comparison to the United States Senate, but there does need to be some order, certain people moderating, needing to be called on to speak and, and, and that and taking of votes. And we do those things. But I think what would be the blessing is the, I guess I'll say informality, just the humanness of the brothers who 
we get to know each other very well. Um, there are always, it's, it's just a, a real challenge, like with any social group to come back from breaks on time because the brothers are enjoying each other. And then that plays out in the decision-making because there's some sidebar conversations. Um, but there's also just often a lot of, um, emotion and empathy and connection. And so that shows up as, uh, tears and praying together. And it also shows up, and this might be a little surprising, um, with a lot of humor. The number of times we laugh together in our meetings is just a real blessing. And I think it kind of smooths things over sometimes when it gets a little bit tense. So the question of how do things get decided? How do things get done? We've developed sort of a cycle of how we approach that. We talked about the forums. We have a day at the conference. The first day of every elder conference in March and in August is a special day of spiritual discussion we talk about. And oftentimes topics are part of an ongoing discussion that are talked about that day. Both the forums and the special day are non-decision-making days. The elder conference itself is where we would ultimately make a decision. Some topics go through that cycle a number of times and are talked about at the forums and the special day two or three different times before a decision is taken at the conference. Brothers, what's your experience with that or what am I missing? I think you've captured that well, Brother Brad. Uh, Those cycles allow those who are working to understand, to better comprehend what is being discussed, uh, have a stronger scriptural foundation for making good decisions, good spirit-led decisions later. Uh, It seems to work very much to our benefit not to have time constraints. We've also recently, in the last uh, couple of conferences actually, um, reorganized our agenda. Um, We always have a full agenda and the brother, really the brothers, the elder committee um, is responsible for moderating the meeting. There is one brother who, who serves as the moderator of those meetings. They have their hands full getting through that agenda often. We've structured it to be helpful to that, to put some additional prioritization around it, or we have three different levels, if you will, of the kinds of things we talk about. The first is really an administrative and every conference kind of thing that we talk about every conference, certain votes about committees and procedural things, certain kinds of situations we review at every conference. There's a middle, uh, shorter term priority items And that's maybe these topics where it's going to take two or three different conferences to talk through. And the third is something new, what we have taken to calling our strategic agenda topics. All that really means is that we are recognizing that there are certain things that we need to be more intentional. They require a deeper dive and greater greater thoroughness and even time maybe several years to address those. And we are calling that out. And the Elder Planning Committee is actually uh, responsible for leading that on behalf of the Elder Committee and ultimately the Elder Body. 
And so that has brought some additional structure. What have your brothers noted from that? Are we seeing benefits? I sure have enjoyed the process. And Brother Brad, you may touch on the use of committees. I've noticed that the last few years where if there's research to be done, it may be spun off to the ETR or a subcommittee. We'll do quite an extensive amount of work and then bring that back. You may want to touch on that a little bit. Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, we love our acronyms, Elders Teaching Resource, you referred to there. And we have a number of standing committees like that, like some of the others that have been mentioned. We also will just create an ad hoc committee for maybe it's less than even a year to just have some brothers do the research, come back and report, maybe make a recommendation. Extensive use of committees, to be sure. Also, so having mentioned the strategic agenda, one of our two current strategic agenda topics is this matter of an effective model of church leadership. And so the elder body has recognized that whatever our perceptions are, there is an issue related to uh, the amount of things that have to happen, and we want to be effective. And so, uh, again, not efficient necessarily, but effective as those called to carry out biblical duties in the church. We're in an early stage of this, but it's a comprehensive look beyond surface level at how we organize ourselves, how we make decisions, not change for change sakes, change's sake. There's a number of things we do. They work really well, and I'm sure we're going to keep doing it. But we owe it to the church. We owe it to ourselves to be asking the question, could we be more effective? And that's what that's all about. So it's early. There's not really anything to share. But do you brothers have any observations about that at this stage? I'm reminded of our another um, strategic agenda item, and that is the essence of being bound together by our love for Jesus and what that means as a group bound together, as a brotherhood being bound together, and how do we live into that? This is uh, an important item for the uh, elder body to consider and help our congregations understand uh, what we mean by that and what it means to live it out day by day. Brother Mark, you uh, you mentioned being on the elder committee. Um, we've talked about some other committees. Talk a little bit about the, the uh, balance or even is there tension between sort of those local responsibilities in our home church and, and nationally? I think that's possible, Brother Brad. I, I believe uh, early in my service as a shepherd, I was a bit naive to the responsibility nationally, uh, but other older experienced brothers took me under their wing and helped me understand not only the process of committee work and why it's important, but how it might help me grow spiritually. And it was so true. And as you participate in, in committee work of all kinds, you begin to see a different perspective, a perspective that's wider than your local congregation. And I just appreciate this international brotherhood that we 
all serve within so much more because of those experiences. Related to that and, and you know, everything talked about here so far, would you say it's true, either of you, um, Brother Randy, from your experience watching your dad, Brother Mark, in all these years, that more is asked of an elder now than in the past from a time standpoint? You know, that change in workload, is the workload increasing? Uh, that is a good question. I often wonder, though, is our environment changing? If that's a piece of that, as we feel the pressures on us. Uh, I would say two generations past, as I observed it. I would say the care of the church was always on the elder's mind. This is two generations past in Francisville. I don't remember him ever completely unhooking or not being what we'd say on call. He was always juggling schedules and jobs, but I have to say it seemed to give him joy as he loved the Lord, he was serving the Lord, and he loved people. The previous generation, the previous elder, when he handed his books to me in his personal notebook, and I leafed through that, I saw multiple appointments in the evenings, most days of the week, and I observed him pour his life energy into that responsibility. He was, again, very engaged and busy. So it seems... Brothers, maybe each generation has opportunities as we listen to the Holy Spirit's uh, working with us to engage the church body. In my limited experience, it feels like each generation is engaged in their era. When I say generation, I'm not talking necessarily about ages, but different uh, elders filling that role. I think about the change in environment, how that affects our role. Um, there are more younger elders whose families need a, a, the greater care, and they are more engaged in their corresponding career. That seems to be an environmental change. Uh, technology has created a faster pace of information with a flow to keep up with. We all know that. We're experiencing that. And our jobs maybe have shifted a little bit from more of an independent type of an environment to more of an interconnectedness that makes it more difficult to block time off either for planned or spontaneous absences from our work. The work environment has changed some. And I often wonder, brothers, the pressure we feel, maybe we shouldn't discount this rising intensity. Maybe it's a sign we're nearing the end of the return to the Lord. Brothers, I would love to hear your input on this, your experience. We are all judges of our own reality. It's hard to speak to the workload of those who came before us. Speaking for those who are full-time employed or pursuing careers, having jobs of all kinds, it seems, somewhat uh, hard to quantify, but it seems that we're busier than ever. The pressures of the workplace are significant. Um, the world itself is 
fast-paced, the technology that some thought would help ease life and make it easier seems to have sped up the pace of life and uh, created a multiplication effect of information that we have to process and uh, absorb. So I don't know that I could speak for previous generations. I do know it's a busy time, but in the Lord's work, we make time for what's most important. And again, uh, as brothers have mentioned previously, establishing priorities to make sure that in our shepherding responsibilities, we're putting the things that are needful at, at the front of our responsibility is something that I think every elder brother uh, strives to do. It's a really hard question for me. Um, having watched my dad, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm, it takes more time for me. It took a lot of time for him. And Brother Andy, you spoke on that as well. So I think part of what drives the question even is, is a perception, recency bias, perhaps. We, we think of our own situation. The world has gotten complex and we've had to adapt. We've had to create additional structure around how we approach things. But it's a challenging, uh, it's always been challenging. And, and yet I think it's also always been rewarding when our hearts are right and a blessing. Brothers, as we talk about this, there's one thing I really don't want to communicate. And it's possibly my, my biggest concern is there is a perception among the church that the elder is super busy with super important agenda. And people are hesitant to communicate freely. Brothers, it, it, it hurts my heart. And I notice some people, when they come to me, their first statement is, I am so sorry to bother you. Or their first statement is, I, I, I know you're so busy. Brothers, I just want to say to those people that, that are so tenderly trying to protect us that you are the reason I am here. We are together wanting to serve our Lord. And I believe Satan is gleeful when there is a perception the elder is too busy. I, I just so enjoy. We are laborers together with God. How beautiful that is. And to everyone that's listening here, I trust we've been drawing closer as you glimpsed into our personal lives and our role as the elder. And I hope that you can reinforce one of our guiding principles that we truly are brothers among brothers. We all face challenges. It is our joy to lean into serving the church of whom God is ahead. I hope we're encouraged today that God is so good and his grace is equal to the measure of the gift we have received on the cross. He is faithful in that his name is proclaimed that all may know God through Jesus whom he has sent. Thanks for listening. Around the Table is available on AC Central and now also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Casts. It is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church.